Welcome to Inner Divine Alchemy, a podcast for spiritual seekers who dare to explore the depth of this divine existence and the constructs that make up our very reality. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a fellow spiritual seeker, full-time creative entrepreneur, and best-selling indie author. If you're looking to go deeper on the types of things we discuss on this podcast, I sincerely hope you'll join me in my monthly membership community called the Inner Divine Collective at innerdivinealchemy.com. Without further ado, let's get metaphysical, shall we? Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Inner Divine Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. We are right in the middle of the new moon in Pisces as I am recording this. And with the sun conjunct Neptune as of Wednesday, this past Wednesday, there's just a lot of heightened intuition, a lot of receptivity, a lot of opportunity for channeling, for attuning yourself psychically, for that higher self-connection, that soul connection with that part of you that knows all. So we're getting ready to enter into a really auspicious time (laughs) because Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. So, and I think about last year, all of 2020, right, was this giant pause. And now we're in March and it's been a year since the pandemic started. And not surprisingly, it's also the last sign of the Zodiac. So it's really closing out everything that we've learned from the year prior and integrating that into our path going forward. And so we have a new astrological season upon us with the first sign of the zodiac, which is Aries, which is all about that action, all about the action. Aries is a fire sign and is bold and courageous and leaps into the unknown and likes to be first at everything and maybe is a bit competitive, but overall is just really spirited, is really just like a warrior of bravery and courage and taking risks and spontaneity. So I've always loved Aries season, especially because it's like we're coming out of winter. For many, I think 2020, that whole year was more of an inner winter. I know for myself, I have been in an inner winter for longer than that. (laughs) So, and that has just been a part of my own spiritual journey, my own my own path of my soul and really waking up to these dormant parts of myself, these lost soul fragments that I have been reclaiming over the past few years because that is, I mean, it's something that takes time and also occurs in divine timing, which is what I want to talk about today in this episode. I asked on my Instagram stories if you all were curious about divine timing and trusting divine timing and if you wanted me to talk more about that in an episode and a whopping 100% of you (laughs) who answered on that poll. I don't think I've ever had a 100% 
poll before, or at least this is when I last looked at it. I don't know. Maybe someone will pop on there and be like, nah, not interested. But as of right now, as I'm recording this, 100% of you have said, yes, this is a topic that you would like to hear more about. So that's what we're doing today. So one of the things that's really important to understand about the human experience and being a soul, a vibrational soul, who is having a human experience, is that you have something that I like to call the bound life, and then you have something called the unbound life. And I've really struggled with these terms for quite a while now because I've I've thought about words like destiny and fate and liberation and empowerment and imprisonment and, you know, asleep and awakened or matrix and awakened or like, I don't know, I've, I've gone through so many different types of words and for some reason bound and unbound are the terms that are sticking. They feel the most aligned because I really feel like there are no words to describe these two life paths. So let me try to explain. I believe that the bound path is the path that many people decide to take from an early age through their teenage years. It's something that just gets really ingrained in them, whether it's through their childhood, the way they grew up, society, the media, um, just, you know, their parents, teachers, peers, expectations, pressure, like seeing someone else like a mentor or someone like a celebrity or someone they admire, seeing them have certain things and then wanting those same things for themselves and putting so much value around the physical. I feel that the bound life is very much a physical life. It's a life focused on the material. It's a life focused on the physical. It's a life that kind of ignores the unseen, the metaphysical, the that life force that flows through all of us and that flows through everything. It's this life of just being bound and almost constrained to what you can see right in front of you, what you can actually touch taste, like anything tangible, that is what the bound life is about. And the bound life is a path that many people, especially here on earth, stay on because like I said, it's just been so ingrained in them. It's all they know. And they just kind of get used to the physical and they they don't really think to ask questions and it's kind of like this is just the way it is this is just the way that it's always been and I'm like not super joyful or blissful but like I'm like content maybe not always content but like I'm okay I'm okay and so it's not worth the risk it's not worth the like I don't want to rock the boat it's not worth the risk to ask questions and to explore something deeper something that I can't see because then that would disrupt the life I'm currently living and what I've currently built. So many people will stay on that bound path until the day that they die, until the day that they are no longer existing in their physical body 
on earth. The other life path is the unbound life path. And you can probably tell by (laughs) just by the name, just by saying the word unbound, it's it's a, a life of release. It's a life of surrender. It's a life of breaking karmic cycles, ancestral cycles. It's a life of asking questions. It's a life of doing things differently than your ancestors, than your traditions, than your family. It's choosing to be the wanderer, to be the explorer, to be the seeker of higher knowledge, of truth of the things unseen. So along each of our life journeys, I believe that we are constantly being given opportunities to choose the unbound life path. Because the thing is, in this third dimension, in this density, we do have such a thing as free will. So This is why terms like fate and destiny, it's why I struggle with them because it doesn't fully make sense to me how something can be your destiny or how something can be fated when there is free will involved. So I know I say things all the time like it's going to work out this way no matter what, but the piece of that that maybe gets misconstrued or lost in translation is that you have certain choices that can differ along that path to get you to a certain place. And it may not look exactly like what, you know, fate or destiny would would have you think. So I always think it looks a little bit different and you have free will. So you can make, you can make your own choices. You can make different choices along the path. And just like I've said in previous episodes, You're allowed to take a detour. You're allowed to go in a direction that maybe isn't, I don't want to say the right one because again, like right and wrong aren't actually thing, but it's just one that maybe will take a little bit more time. It's maybe a little bit slower or your soul just kind of needs a a bit of a a breather (laughs) before you continue on your journey. I believe that our soul is always speaking to us, always trying to communicate with us, and that the bound life path is very ego-driven. It's very material-driven. It's very physically driven. And so the bound path is one that you can choose to go along for the rest of your life and, and carry out that path. But I believe that the soul will do what it can to interject and to just give you little nudges and little whispers regarding this other path that you could choose to take. So I don't believe our souls ever fully, it's not like the ego where the ego feels very forceful and it's very loud and it kind of gets really deep in those those negative, I don't want to say negative, um, those lower vibrational emotions, right? Your soul is like that gentle mothering energy, like your your intuition. It's it's very soft and it's kind of just always 
there with these little questions and these, again, like I said, nudges and whispers and these sort of callings, like this sort of yearning and these sort of exploratory callings. So I believe that we start out on the bound life path because as I talked about in the previous episode, we are somewhat limited, especially growing up with our level of comprehension and our our capacity to really understand things. And we're like a sponge. And so we absorb the environment and the energy and the atmosphere and everything that's happening around us. And that can really mold us and shape us. And since the society that we are in is so bound, is so bound and prefers for you to be on this bound life path, that is the one that naturally many of us start to walk down just in the very early stages of our life. The more I've talked with others, the more I've met others who feel as though they're more on this unbound life path, this more metaphysical, the unseen, spiritual path, it seems that there are always multiple breaking points. Like there are heartbreaks along their path, and then there are karmic soul breaks. And so I know for me, when I first experienced this, there was a lot of heartbreak, especially while I was on my bound life path. And it wasn't until I started questioning things and thinking beyond just the physical that I started to uncover more of these karmic soul breaks where, like when I say the word soul crushing, I really mean it. It's like, it's hard because you have these soul memories, past lifetimes, your soul wounds. So there's a Sanskrit word called samskara. It's your soul wounds from past lifetimes that that are still with you in this lifetime. And when you start to remember those, when when things come up purposely, intentionally to trigger you to look at those things, it can be incredibly soul crushing because you remember a time where you were rejected, where you were persecuted, where you were not accepted for who you are. And so that fear can continue to play itself out in this timeline, in this life that you're living right now, in this particular reality, which is why so many people do, I believe, stay on that bound life path. Because like I said, it's it's safe, and they don't have to confront the things in their past, at least not in this lifetime. But then that's not to say that their next reincarnation won't be on earth again <laughs> to do this same type of process again, because we are, we are here as souls for growth and for expansion and to overcome the fear and the samskaras the the soul wounds that we have so that our like as souls we can continue to expand it's like why continue to master the same things over and over again why continue to live the same life and do the same things and and do the whole traditional thing if that's what the, okay so here's the thing 
if you feel really comfortable in something, in a certain identity, in a certain role, or doing certain activities, almost to the point of it's kind of boring and you feel like there's nothing left to learn, that is a sign that you are in a very detrimental comfort zone for your soul because you are not growing, you are not expanding in the way that the soul does evolve and expand while it is here on this earth. You have to think of earth as a school for the soul. It's a very, very difficult school for the soul because you have thoughts, you have an ego, but you're also the observer of your thoughts. And you also have this part of yourself that is not your humanness, that is not your your physical self. And so reconciling the two can be really, really hard and something that quite frankly scares a lot of people who decide to stay on the bound life path. So how divine timing plays into all of this is if you are on your bound life path, normally there is something that will happen. So usually your soul has been nudging you, has been whispering to you, is is trying to to reach you, to communicate with you, but you are so you are so blocked, like you're just not in that mode to receive that wisdom or that guidance, maybe because you don't know it's there, maybe because you don't want it to be there, <laughs> maybe because you don't believe in it, whatever the reason might be, the reason it can't get through to you is because you're blocking it in some way, shape, or form. And so oftentimes there will be an event, and actually it's multiple events, but there will normally be an event that is very much a heartbreaking event, one that shatters your ego and everything you thought about life and love and especially with your relationships, right? Just something that's very like it's just it's really hard on on your heart. And then you also have those soul-breaking experiences, those karmic soul breaks, which could have to do with grief and the loss of a loved one, and maybe you didn't really leave things on good terms, right? So there's kind of a karmic cycle playing out there. Or you're diagnosed with an illness, whether it's physical or mental. It's something that comes in to disrupt your life in such a way that you cannot go on living the way that you were living before. The pandemic is such a great example of this because it came into all of our lives. So I feel like we're all experiencing or collectively there is this experience of not the dark night of the soul, which I'm starting to understand, maybe that's not actually the proper terminology for this, but the dark night of the ego. Because everything that we were doing pre-pandemic is entirely linked to the ego. It's linked to an imbalance of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And the divine masculine has gotten so out of control that we're seeing these lower vibrations, the lower vibrational side of masculine energy turning into this overaction, overworking, overhustling, overgreed, like just 
all of that, right? And so with the pandemic, we were all collectively having this dark night of the ego where it's it's kind of this recognition that the way we were living and the amount that we were doing and the amount that we were striving was not healthy, was completely out of balance, is something that is not in alignment with a soul-led life. So that is what's happening with the divine feminine re-entering the picture and coming in to bring things back into balance because they have been so out of balance for so long. So we needed this giant pause. We needed this giant reset so that we can understand how to be instead of do, what it's like to just be, what it's like to do less, what it's like to feel more, to fully feel your feelings, and to look at life as an experience instead of just another thing to check off the list. So for the first 25, 26 years of my life, I was on that bound life path. And then I had things happen in my personal life, like my first ever health scare, where it was the first ever surgery I had to have, where I had to go under the knife to get rid of these precancerous cells. And when you wake up from an experience like that, because I've, I, again, I've talked about this before, but I, the memory of me sitting there clutching the book that I had written in that short time frame because I was so afraid that something could potentially go wrong. And I had this dream of always being an author and having a published book. And so I like worked my ass off to get that book done before going under the knife. And it was such a feeling of pride and joy and also just so terrified because I really wanted to wake up because I realized I had so much more I wanted to do and so much more I wanted to share with the world and so many more books I wanted to write. (sighs) You'll have to forgive the shakiness in my voice because uh, my North Node is in Pisces. And so when I recall these memories, especially with the moon, the new moon in Pisces, um, it it really just hits deep (laughs) for me. Um, And I look at those now, I look at that as a happy memory because I see that as divine timing in my life because I was on a trajectory where I was not taking care of myself. I was doing everything for everyone else. I was overworking. I was hustling. I was exhausted. I was burnt out. I was trying to achieve this fake level of perfection and and achievement and success that doesn't actually exist, that wasn't actually fulfilling. And I was just so tired. I was just so tired of feeling like I was never enough. I was so tired of feeling like I was never enough. And so I look at that health scare as all of that emotion, that trapped emotion, that trapped energy in my body manifesting into an illness, because an illness is really just the absence of health. So I've learned this too, is that anything quote unquote negative is just the absence of what the truth is itself. So with light and dark, darkness actually isn't there. It's a human made construct. Light is all there is. It's light or the absence of light. 
So, and that's something I can talk about in a future podcast episode if you would like me to, because it has taken me a really long time to wrap my head around all of that. And it has a lot to do with shadow work and inner child healing and understanding the law of polarity that nothing is inherently good or bad. So I'd be really happy to do an episode on that in the future. Just let me know, send me a DM. But I had gotten to a point in my life where something had to intervene to get me to realize that there was another path, that I could start to walk down the unbound path, the path of my soul, the path where I was leading a soul-led, heart-centered life versus leading from my head and leading from the ego. It's kind of like you're either choosing a path of possible contentment, not guaranteed contentment, but possible contentment, or guaranteed fulfillment. And so I got to that point in my life when I woke up in that hospital bed and I was clutching my book all the way as they wheeled me into, you know, wheeled me into the emergency room, to the OR, not the emergency room, I guess it would be the operating room. And they literally had to pry that book out of my hands, you know, as I had the IV inserted into my arm and I was starting to, you know, to pass out to go, to go under the anesthesia. But I just remember when I woke up, I was so elated. I was so happy that I actually did not really allow myself the proper time to rest after that surgery. I was like up and about and moving and I was, I was like trying to take it easy, but I was just, I had like new life force breathed into me after that moment. Like that was the moment that I woke up and I was just like, I am choosing the unbound life path. Like I can't keep doing this nine to five corporate bullshit. I cannot live by other people's restrictions and expectations and their rules. I cannot do the whole expectations of society thing. I cannot do the whole traditional thing that my family and my ancestors want me to do. Some of my ancestors, not all of them. But I just, you just get to a point where you have a moment. And that's, to me, that is what divine timing is, is there is this moment in your life where in the moment it is so painful, it is terrifying, it is so scary, and it is like, fuck. Like, it's just like, fuck. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to make it out of this? Am I going to be okay? This is so scary. Like, this is so scary. I don't want to do this. Like, I'm I'm afraid to do this. I'm, I'm afraid what's on the other side. And so I remember feeling so much like that, but also using that energy to write the alpha drive, to write my first book and to publish, like get it publication ready and to publish it and be able to hold it in my hands. And so it's really cool as I was able to start my my YouTube journey and and start talking about this and share this story, even though it was really, really hard. And I had it in the back of my mind for a long time that perhaps that absence of health, right? That illness could come back, could rear its ugly head or something else could, you know, could potentially happen. But as I started to walk down my unbound life path, things just started falling into place. And this isn't to say I haven't had more dark nights of the ego, but that was really the one that health scare was really the one where I had that recognition that everything could be like that, that could just be it. 
And that was the thing that really woke me up. That was the thing that had me awakening. That was the thing that put me on the trajectory of my unbound life path. And so the thing about divine timing and the introduction of your unbound life path is that your soul, your higher self, source, God, the universe, whatever you resonate with, is never going to give you more than you can handle in this physical body, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, your soul is looking out for you. Your soul has your back. And even though in the moment it may feel like so much and it may feel so crushing and so scary, your soul has your back and you're not going to be given more than you can handle at any one moment. And so when I think about divine timing, I always think about if something hasn't happened yet or I've been in the process of manifesting and I feel like I'm just seeing things happen so slowly and just trickling in, I have to remember that there is a higher power. There is something that I cannot see that is guiding me, that is literally just sprinkling these breadcrumbs for me to pick up if I so choose and to either do something with it or drop it back along the path. And then this is the thing, though, it always shows up again in the future a little bit later on. It's kind of like the soul is like, okay, like you could, you could start along this path because that's the thing with your unbound life path. You have, there's like multiple Um, It's like a river, like tributaries and like streams. And I don't even know if I'm using the right terminology, but (laughs) you have all of these like these points where you can detour and, and go this way. And again, because we have free will. And so you might pick up a breadcrumb or a soul nudge, a soul whisper that, you know, resonates with you, but like you really just don't know what to do with it yet. And that's okay. It's just something where your soul is making you aware aware of something that will most likely manifest in the future in some way. So that was something I used to get so frustrated with is I would have my intuition and my and my soul whispering to me and none of it ever made sense. And even even now a lot of it doesn't make sense. Like I'm very much a clairvoyant. And my clairaudience has also really been picking up. But clairvoyancy is when you you see visuals in your mind, like in your third eye, like when you can, you can imagine things. So if you've always been a very visual person, or you say I'm a visual learner, that's you using your clairvoyancy. Like we all have the ability to tap into all of the different clairs, if you believe in them, and if you want to use them. So like right now, if I say, close your eyes and imagine, like do this right now, close your eyes and imagine a yellow ball, any kind of ball, just imagine a yellow ball. Now make that ball red. Now add black polka dots to the ball. Now transform that ball into a ladybug. So with your eyes closed, like you're able to do that in your mind. You saw 
the yellow ball. You saw the red ball. You saw the black polka dots. Like you envisioned it. You imagined it. You visualized it. That's what clairvoyancy is. It's clear seeing, be, being able to see things in your mind. A lot of people think it's something you can see outside of yourself. And I do believe that as you develop your clairvoyancy, especially if you are psychically attuned or you are more of a, a medium, like along those lines, then you do see auras and you do see energy and you can see spectral versions of beings, of energy, of of animals, right? But there's, if you're able to get images, I think about this all the time when I write because the way that I write my books, I see the scene playing out in my mind before I write the scene and also while I am writing the scene. If I cannot see it in my mind's eye, I cannot write it. And that's just a part of my process. And until I learned more about the different clairs, I didn't realize that that's that I was clairvoyant, that, that, that that's what I was doing. And that the things that I would see or the, the images that would come across, like the visuals, that that was something um, that that was something being channeled and something coming through from my soul. So your soul has many different ways to reach you, many different ways to contact you. But again, circling back to divine timing, Oftentimes, the nudges and the whispers will not make sense right away, but it's something to pay attention to. This is why journaling is so paramount in my own spiritual practice, because then I'm able to go back and reflect on a dream that I had that suddenly makes sense. Or if I saw an animal and I I didn't know why I was seeing like I saw an armadillo of all things the other day in my neighborhood. Great example. I've like armadillos just aren't in my neighborhood. Like we have deer and we have squirrels and (laughs) like we even have turtles, but no armadillos. And this armadillo was just like bopping around in someone's front yard, like just Um, I don't know what it was doing. And I was walking Denali and she didn't even see the armadillos. Like I was the only one who was able to see this creature in the middle of a neighborhood where it, it wasn't supposed to be. And I was like, well, that's a sign. And when I went to look up the armadillo and the, the spirit animal meaning, it's about protection and setting boundaries, which is something that my guides, that my higher self, that's a message they've been trying to get through to me. And I know this because I was able to reflect on past dreams, weird synchronicities that were happening um, just in the weeks prior that I just, I saw them and I was like, oh, I'm not entirely sure what that means. But sometimes you'll have something that that pops into your awareness that is so Like, you just cannot ignore it. And you're like, that is weird. Like, I need to look into this. I need to see what this is. And then you reflect on all the things that happened before that didn't make sense. And suddenly they make sense. So hindsight is 2020, especially with your intuition. But your soul is never going to give you more than you can handle. And that knowledge has really helped me understand divine timing. Because if I look at my unbound life path, I know that there are things on this path that I physically or egoically just don't feel like my humanness, right, is getting in the way of, or it just doesn't feel ready to explore something yet. So a really great example is I had to do a lot of shadow work a lot of inner child healing 
around judgment and around being wrong, being being scolded as a child for being exploratory and for for just wanting to to try things that were outside of the norm or for being interested in the paranormal, the supernatural, the occult. So I had to do a lot of shadow work around that before I could be given the knowledge or be able to receive the knowledge that I have ancestors, Celtic ancestors, from a magical bloodline, from a healing, mystical, witch bloodline. I had to go through all of that, the the, sh- the shadows around that and the guilt and the shame that I carried around that because those, that was actually what I was scolded for when I was younger. And then I just tucked it, I tucked it away because I lost. I lost my best friend. Like I wasn't allowed to see my best friend anymore. And that really sat with me because it was like, okay, exploring anything outside of traditional religion is bad. And if I do it, something bad's going to happen. I'm going to disappoint someone. I'm going to have things taken away from me. Like it's something to be ashamed of. It's something to feel guilty about. Like I had all of these shadows and all of these emotions around that. And it hasn't been until recently that I've come out of that spiritual closet. I've come out of that broom closet where I'm just like, yes, like I have witch ancestors. I have always been interested in witchcraft and Wicca and working with the elements and and all of that. I find it fascinating. Why do like why are so many people interested in Harry Potter? It's because of the damn magic. Like because of the magic aspect because we want magic to be real because deep down we are magic. We are metaphysical. We are spiritual beings. We are souls having a human experience. And so we don't want the mundane. We don't want the muggle world. And yet that is what that is what we've been born into. That is what the bound life path is. It is the muggle born path that you just continue to go down because it's the one you were told to go down and you don't question it and you do the things that don't really light you up until the day you die. And all along the way, your soul is going to come in. Divine timing is going to come in. It's going to try to nudge you, to whisper to you, to to plant that yearning and that that calling into your heart in a way that you are able to recognize it even though you are so asleep and you are so blind to what's actually there. But if you choose the unbound life path, if you choose a path of empowerment, of freedom, of love, of ascension, of growth, of expansion, and you decide to journey deep into your soul, you decide to journey deep into your shadows and your samskaras, your soul wounds, the things that the things that really, really hurt, the things that are imprinted on your soul. If you decide to do that and you are willing to do the work because you can see that glimpse that your soul has given you, that glimpse of this joyful, blissful, fulfilled, thriving being that is just 
that is opening and blossoming and lighting up and shining no matter what is happening around them and no matter who is walking by, just like the flower, right? The flower does not bloom according to who is walking by or to who is around. The the flower just blooms. The flower just opens and shows its beauty regardless. And that is what the und, that is the promise of the unbound life path is that you will arrive at the beauty that has been within you all along and you will open like a flower regardless of your past life experiences, regardless of your samskaras, regardless of judgments and opinions of others, regardless of external circumstances, regardless of identities that the ego used to attach itself to, regardless Listening to your soul and communing with your soul and and recognizing when divine timing is occurring in the present is something that takes practice because you are so used to listening to your egoic mind, to your thoughts being shrouded in fear and doubt and worry and those lower vibrational emotions that it does take time to build that awareness of the unseen and of the intangible. But the more you do it, the more you commit to a soul practice. It doesn't have to be like an hour or two hours or three hours a day. It can just be five or ten minutes where you sit in silence, you sit in a meditation, you sit with your journal, you put your hands over your heart, You breathe really deeply into that space. You find that light that's there and you ask what it has for you today, what it wants you to know, what it's yearning for, what it's calling you to do. And you just do that over and over and over again, every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. If you can keep record of it, that is going to be really helpful along your soul journey to be able to reflect and look back. Again, hindsight is 2020, so be able to see how everything everything comes together and how divine timing does work in your life. But trust that it's there. Trust that there is something guiding you and leading you that knows that isn't going to let you down, that isn't going to disappoint you, that is trying to guide you in the direction that feels the most aligned and that will feel the most fulfilling in this lifetime. When you get to a point where enough things have happened in your life that have caused you to ask enough questions to start to see things differently, where you can no longer unsee or unknow what you now see and what you now know, that's divine timing. That is a collection of all of the moments, all of the events, all of the synchronicities, all the little things that have come into your awareness that have now brought you to a realization that you can move forward, but you can't move backward. The more that you can trust that everything is for you and and find a way to flip the perspective of things being against you or things happening to you and see them as happening 
for you, for your good, for the highest good of all, the easier it's going to be to recognize those pivotal moments that are happening in your life while you are in the midst of them, knowing that this is this is a moment that's going to catapult you forward on the unbound life path, that it's happening for a reason, that it's happening in divine timing, that that timing is now, and to just trust that whatever is falling away, whatever you're being called to surrender, whatever you're being called to do or not do, that it's all a part of that process of leaving behind the bound life path and choosing the unbound life path. So that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I would love to have you in the Inner Divine Collective, which is my monthly membership community for spiritual seekers. You can go to innerdivinealchemy.com slash collective to learn more about that. And you can also find that link in the show notes. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate you more than you know, sending you all so much love and light and healing. And I will chat with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more beyond this podcast, make sure to check out my website at innerdivinealchemy.com and give me a follow over on Instagram at innerdivinealchemy. Don't forget to check out The Collective where we have monthly themes on all things metaphysical and spiritual. I'll chat with you all again very soon.